Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! <laughs> this is Holly's testimony, right? It's her testimony. Because she was not letting them take them no. under. Hey, what's up, everybody? You are tuned into Afterbus TV for Stars Power. I am your host, Bam Erickson, and I would like to introduce my panel. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Cornelia. I am Robin Ayers. Okay, so hold on. Hey, hey, feel it, feel it. I had to get in just, had to get in one more boogie. Okay, in one sentence, and you can use the compound if you like, what was your thought on this episode, episode five? That's my show. (laughs) (laughs) This is my show. That's it. Insane. Insane. That's the word I've been using all on social mm-hmm. media. This episode was insane, and we've been waiting for it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Bravo, Lucy Waters, who yep. plays Holly. Bravo. Yes. Okay. I thought that this, um, what I really liked about this episode was there was not a lot of uh, killing or anything. It wasn't your typical episode uh, uh, for season two. Nobody died. Yeah, I, I uh, recognize that. Too. It was it was somewhat slow, but it was it had a point. It was driving. It was it was more story driven. So that's mm-hmm. what I really like because you know I, I write all that other stuff. But um, I, let's go just right into Holly. Um, something that is interesting to me is her backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, she's from Ohio. She's been stealing since the age of thirteen. Yeah, been minor petty thefts and so forth. I am detecting from Holly that. I think she's a rich girl or she has some kind of her her past tells her otherwise because she's not stealing because she has to. She steals because she likes it and she gets a thrive off of verse versus, you know, she needs to steal in order to, to, to eat at night. That's not Holly's story. Hmm. So there's just something about her backstory that really intrigued me in this and uh, in Saturday's episode. What do you guys think? I think Holly doesn't come from money. I think she I think she started off stealing because maybe she needed certain things like clothes or, you know, when you're young and your parents don't have money, you want to, you know, get a couple shirts or you go to TJ Maxx. not saying I was stealing TJ Maxx. I'm just saying I saw a girl stealing on TJ Maxx. But 
when you're so used to doing that when you get older it's not because you need stuff or you're rebelling it's just out of habit and that's what's comfortable for you because you remember like you remember being satisfied or having that that thrill or that comfort level from doing that mm-hmm. i don't think she comes from money i just i don't i don't get that i don't get it from her mm-hmm. she might though i don't know yeah i don't know i see points for for what both of you guys are saying what i want to say about lucy is how she, how well of like you guys said she played that role Let's talk about the very beginning of the of the episode. Mm-hmm. Remember, she's sitting there. She's in the interrogation room. And her natural self was really nervous or anxious. And she's, like, tapping her foot and everything. Look at how awesome she is that the moment the, the investigator walked into the room, she instantly, t- her face changed. And she was like, okay, it's time to turn it on. Like, mm-hmm. so she's more manipulative. And that definitely goes back to her background or whatever. But um, she just turned it on and I was like look at Holly like I just you know she just showed herself all the way off this episode but I loved it just even from jump start Mm -hmm. so then the reason that I'm going to further my investigation or or my theory is she was arrested at the age of 22 for um, for robbing um, a country club. A country mm-hmm. club, and she fleed, and she left before her. Um, before there was a warrant for arrest. Now, as far as Holly knows, she thinks she has fled Ohio, and she has to never come back. But it's revealed later that she got off. But who got her off? Is I said, right, so that's the one. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Rich Daddy, who's probably a senator, who probably left the mom. But didn't the cop say that she grew up in a foster home or foster care? Yes, she was. He insinuated when he was talking to her that they had like a similar background, foster care, and mm-hmm. he also said, "So whenever your mom got a new boyfriend, mm-hmm. you left." And she was like, uh, "She didn't boyfriend, really answer. but daddy <laughs> is different." But and again, she. Is such a firecracker. I'm not sure if she was telling the truth. Maybe she thought that because she's gone through this whole song and dance before, maybe she knew that he was lying and that she was playing along. There's, she's so good. Yeah. I just can't trust this chick. Well, she's definitely a career. <laughs> she's a career crook, and she's been in this this seat before. So, of course, she's gonna know what to say. And, and like Robin said, she turned it on. She was smooth with it. So smooth. But it, it got to a point where, and the, the only reason I think that she has a trouble pass, and it's not necessarily about money. That like she really was struggling is because when uh, when he was talking to her about having somebody to love and somebody being there for her, she really, you can tell she was really down about it. And when he said, where was Tommy? He wasn't in the ambulance with you. So where was he? She can tell that really, that really made her feel away. Mm -hmm. So I think it's beyond whether she has money or not. It's just basically... Abby is about loyalty because the people Holly. that are around... I keep calling her Abby because she looks like Abby from Scandal. Uh, Holly, 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 Holly. Holly. Oh, my God. Holly. I forgot what I was saying. Okay, well, then... Um, well, going back to how she how she kind of broke down a little bit, um, she says again that she can't remember what happened. And I think that they're planting something for us to reveal later about why can't this chick remember what happened after she was shot? Is she still playing dumb? 
What? Well, I the writers are really really good because and I and as we go along, I'll refer back to something mm-hmm. um, a little bit in a little bit about how things come back up. We'll see something and they spend a little bit of time on it, and there's a reason why they're spending time on it. For instance, Tommy, whether he's there or not at the hospital or when she got shot or whatever, that's sort of a storyline, and I believe that we'll see that appear again, just like something else appeared that I can't wait to talk about. Okay. Woo! Okay. Um, (laughs) Now let's go into the aspect. Okay, so we all agree she played her part. She knew how to turn on, turn off. She had moments where she where she was nervous, and then she was able to to come back. Just a funny scene for me when she asked when she was asked, um, uh, "What is your relations to Tommy?" She said, "We're fucking." Mm -hmm. (laughs) Boom! Just like that. Yeah, Yeah. certified. Yeah, but you know, I gotta just give her props because she held it down. So many people thought they were like, okay, Holly's about to snitch. She's about to tell it all or whatever. Did you ever think she was gonna snitch? <laughs> uh, I never really thought that she was gonna snitch. Me um, she was gonna snitch on ghosts. I thought she was gonna be, I thought it was gonna come out quicker about him than it was. I thought they were gonna lay something on the table and she was gonna be like, no, it's ghosts. Yeah. Ghosts, it's Jamie. I thought she was gonna be a rat in regards to that. Could have, yeah, that's, that's possible. Maybe something ran through my mind like that. I just never thought she was gonna give up the ghost on, on Tommy. Mm-hmm. You know, no Agreed. pun intended. Uh, agree. I, I don't <laughs> think she was ever going to, uh, to rat anyone out. Um, yeah. Okay, so what about, um, Angela? Do you think she overplayed her hand? Angela, um, she has gotten, and I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know if you was about to know. jump in, but Angie pissed me off this entire episode. I mean, she's just been really kind of getting on my nerves this entire episode, mm-hmm. just kind of how she's handling the situation as it pertains to this part. Yeah. Um, overplaying her hand, probably, probably. So she's, at the moment, she's so driven by catching, you know, ghosts or whatever. She's so driven by that that she's not thinking clearly. She's just moving too fast. I, I do have to give her props on the fact that she helped she held that one key to herself as far as Holly uh the warrant being gone. Like yeah. she she definitely played that to her to her um you know, her favor. But I don't know, just the way that she's been handling this whole thing has been kinda bothering me. I think she has some good advice though for the interrogation, but the fact that she when they had that standoff, her her and her boss, you know, it it, it was just at some point Angie doesn't see why she got demoted. She doesn't see why she's right. in this predicament. She mm-hmm. has to back down. And now, guess what? When you don't back down, you end up salty face because somebody tells you something that you didn't know. So hopefully she learns from this, but we'll get into that part later. Let's, 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 go, let's go right now. <laughs> so the bathroom scene. The best scene of the episode. Yeah, I mean, yeah. by all means, y'all gotta agree to that. Like, yes. that was the best scene. <sighs> so what? Okay, Angie walks. Okay, no, first, Holly goes into the stall and she's like, oh, like she knows she's about to go down three years because she's not telling on her dude and, and his whole crew or whatever. Yeah, she was toast at that moment. Yeah, and she, she knew it. She was just trying to get her bearings straight or whatever. And then Angie walks in there. I love that whole scene, how it just kind of, how they broke it down and she's trying to talk to Holly through the stall. I loved Holly's face that she's looking through the bathroom stall, kind of like, who's talking to me? She's like, hold up. Like, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. then when Angie, of course, mentions, like, you know that Tommy's ghost or help me reveal that Tommy is ghost or whatever. And she comes out. All right, y'all, Tommy go ahead. came I, out like, what? She did. 
<laughs> she crept out of that stall. She definitely She's did. She's like, excuse me? Right. <laughs> yes. Like, no. At that moment, I was like, <laughs> because Angie talks too much. You talk too much. She had her when she was just saying, you know what, you have more to live for. Yeah. Focus on yourself, but then we can nail Tommy's gun. Yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and that's what happens in the street cold when you got a big mouth, you get smacked in the mouth, and somebody right. shuts you down. Right. The thing about Angie, Angie is from the same neighborhood as Ghost and Tommy. Mm-hmm. She's from the same neighborhood. She got the she saw the same things they saw. She went through the same things that they went through until she left and and went to get her education. The fact that she gets so determined by her job and so and so focused on on what she wants to get us get wants to get done that she doesn't pull from her street like her street background and use it or use that that to kind of guide the way when she's dealing with somebody like um, Holly. That's why that's why I get a little lost at with Angie. I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna necessarily defend Angie, but I think when. I think she's terrible at multitasking. She's a terrible at multitasking her professional and personal life because they're now intertwined. And I'm sorry, she's digmatized. <laughs> she's, uh, yeah. She's, yeah, that's, she's, I've never heard yeah, that before. It's a fairly good word. She's digmatized and. Ghost is PW. He, he, right. he is PW, but I'll, I'm going to defend Ghost later on. But Angie is. She's whipped because even the moment when you're in a situation like this, would you have picked up the phone or answered the text and went down to go talk to to ghost when you're in the middle of your job, your profession? Like for me, that's why she distracted because she's too busy trying to. Uh, get back into the task force. She has to be the one that says something. She has to, and plus she's also a woman. She's in a room with all these men. Mm-hmm. She has so much that she can't think straight because she's trying to do it all, and that's her problem. I think she would be able to if the person she was dealing with wasn't involved in the case that she's dealing with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If this was some random Raheem and he <laughs> called her and was like, Yo, I'm downstairs. she would have been like, Raheem, I'm working. No. But it was it was the dude whose friend she was interrogating ghost Jamie's best friend's girlfriend. I don't know that that had anything to do yeah, with it though. I think she was just like, Yo, my man like, is calling me. He hit me on the hip. Yeah, I got to go. Like, and then right he now. said it like a boss. He was like, Right now. She, she like, was okay. like, All right, yeah. I'll be right there. Okay. <laughs> And, and that's and that's where that's where she goes wrong because you're if you're if you're that quick to move because your man calls then that means you're probably thinking about him sometimes when you're at work and and so forth and maybe I don't know but let me just share this Pete this is what I wanted to talk to you guys about okay. the one thing that was shown earlier and brought up now that's why the writers are so dope shout out to power writers uh the scene what was it? Was it even first season where uh, where Jamie? Yeah, it was first season where Jamie and um, Angie were having sex in the office. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yep. And Holly, and Holly saw that. Yeah. And she happened to bring that up in this episode, and that happens to be her her ticket, her her golden ticket out of jail. Mm-hmm. Tell me that's not dope. She like how she just used that. that. I mean, she just got at Angela like, "This is my ticket, and you will get me out. And not only me, you're gonna get Tommy off." 
Man, did. she played that like such a G. But then, Angela, I have to give her some props, too, because, like I said, she was smart enough to hold that information to say, well, what if I could get your warrant dropped? When knowing, you know, it was never there in the first place. Well, let me ask, anymore. ask this question. Could they have actually taken Holly to jail, being that, she like... They probably could have just put her in a holding and, and you know, could have fronted like they were about to send her back to Cleveland but if there's no warrant and you can't you can't hold somebody past a certain point if there's no reason to yeah so it, she would she would have got through the night and the next morning they would have had to let her go yeah I think I mean of course if the the warrant was actually real they could have used it they could have said hey we're gonna like make good on this warrant or whatever but the fact that it wasn't there of course she would have been gone but they didn't know that you yeah know? Mm-hmm. so and my the only thing that I have to say about the bathroom scene is my favorite part is when Holly said, you dumb bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she, she was blind. You were sleeping with ghosts the whole, whole entire time. time. If I time. Felt, at that point, I felt really bad. When she broke Did down you? in that stall, when that she broke down stall in the scene. stall, yeah. I, I felt bad because think about it. She, when you, sometimes they say timing is everything when you, when you, when you meet a man. So mm-hmm. for her, she was like, I finally met this dude. We didn't work out back then, but we met for some chance reason. And timing is everything. We love each other. Mm-hmm. He He's working on, yeah, he's married, but he's actually working towards leaving his wife. And then she was flashing back to the good times. And she's like held her little heart. That, yeah. just, that was <laughs> right there. That was what got me because she was really heartbroken. She was heartbroken. But here's the funny thing about it. She also kind of told on herself earlier when she thinks she's talking about Holly, mm-hmm. but she's really going to be talking about herself when she says, and I quote, when you really love a guy, you stand by him no matter what he's done. That is going to be her story. You're going right. to stand by him and she's going to protect ghosts. I mean, now that she knows, you know what I'm saying? Like, she just played that that line. I think that was just awesome writing. Okay, now let's go into Angela, Greg, and Ghost or Jamie. Was it me or is Ghost, Jamie, was he a little jealous of Greg or did you kind of sense something yeah. when, did you sense that when they were in office and he kind of did the, uh, the, 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 the eye look with each other? I think he, yeah, he was a little jealous because, you know, that's the dude that she was with before him and he, and, and he, and he's working on a case to potentially put him in jail. I think it was a, I think it was a little jealousy, but it was more of like sizing ego. this, yeah, ego mm-hmm. and sizing this dude up like, my girl's ex is really in here. Right. He came in the rundown. Yeah. Like, imagine you're in your home, your second home, and this dude comes walking up in your spot, your spot. Like, he's invading your space. And then, you know, you know, he's a FBI or whatever. And what what is his name, technically? I don't know. Maybe that doesn't matter. He's a, you know, big guy. Yeah, he works with feds. The feds. All right. right. So, uh, but, you know, imagine that, you know, and you have him walking up in here. So, I think part of it was definitely, like, a little bit of jealousy. Like, oh, you're the dude. Um, But then, the other part is, like, the whole ego thing. Again, Angela, the reason that I say her her, her mind is clouded is because after she realized that um, that Greg went to Truth to investigate because he, you know, Greg, Greg runs his mouth too. 
Greg runs his mouth and he said that he told Angela that he went to truth and that he is basically having to go and get information in regards to ghosts and the whole Tommy situation. So then why would you allow yourself to go downstairs when you know that Greg is snooping around? That's where that's where she loses me. Well, you think Angela is in the back of her mind, and, and this is in defense of her in, the, in that regard. Mm-hmm. In the back of her mind, she is with a man who is about to pretty much get shut down. I don't care what she says. She knows Jamie is getting shut down if he's linked anywhere near Tommy. So you have that. You interrogating Tommy's Tommy's girl. These are drug dealers. So even though Angie doesn't show it, if you're from the street and you know anything about street dudes, the minute your name gets tied up in that, somebody might pop you. You might die. So you got <laughs> all of this stuff going around and she's trying to get her real job back. Okay. So she's doing all of this stuff. Things are going. She's, the the ball is going to get dropped on something. Yeah, I get that. But you made an excellent point. Being from the street, she is from the street, and no matter how far gone she has, she's she's left that that area. There are there's st- there should still be some street elements. When she was sitting in the car with a ghost, like I don't know, like I was in New York a couple weeks ago, and I was in uh, I was in Brooklyn, and I was waiting for my homeboy to come downstairs. And just from me watching TV, I'm like oh looking God, all man. the. I'm li- <laughs> I swear to you, I was I'm, Brooklyn is nice now. I don't care, but listen, I'm in New York, and I see the tall buildings, and like I'm waiting for, it and I'm like. Yo, hurry up. Like I, I'm just watching because when I see on TV, that's what happens in New York. Someone is always watching you. Okay, so Man, am, I, am I mistaken or did I not get... That's, you sound like... I don't even know. That sounds hilarious. Like your old though. granddad, like, I was all on TV in New York, the big city. Damn, I can't with you. Nobody's going to hurt you in <laughs> Okay, so am I, am I tripping? But I don't think Angie's from the street like that. Well, you, I think I that she think was she's... raised in the hood, but you know how you can be around the hood and not be from the hood really about that life? I don't think yeah, that's her still story. you still know. You know what I mean? Like, you still... You still are very aware. And the fact that, remember when she went to the funeral, to Nomar's funeral, she had, she knew to put the dark lip liner with the Vaseline in the middle with the hoop earrings, the yeah. leather jacket. So she... She knows it. She probably didn't live it per se. Like had like a drug dealer boyfriend when she was fourteen. But right. She knows it. She has okay, so, to know it. But on that note, remember how we talk about Sean and how Sean oh, is around Ghost and Sean has Canaan for a daddy, and he ain't about that life. Yeah, it's the same true. kind of thing to me. Yeah, okay. You're right. Very good point. <laughs> but I have a theory. Okay. You know the episodes uh, one to four. Ghost life was just he was just in a bad situation. I think now Ghost realizes what has happened to him, and he is slowly but surely starting to turn things around. One, let's start with Greg. Um, I personally think that the reason that Ghost uh, texted her and told her to come downstairs is because he knows that the fact that Greg came to the office to watch him, he knows now he's being watched. So I think he brought Angie down there so that when the shit hits the fan and um, his name is brought up, the fact that he's with Angela and that he's seen with Angela, it's it saves him. So I think mm-hmm. that's why he purposely texts her in the car. And then it's a coincidence at the very end that... He's waiting for. They walk outside, and then Greg's watching. So I think, I think now things are starting. Excuse me. I think now things are starting to turn around for Ghost, and he's slowly but surely flipping the situation in his um, um, 
and his advantage mm-hmm. points. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. That yeah. is a good point. Yeah. yeah. I'm not point. sure. Yeah, I'll yeah. think about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he he should be prepared when you're dating the Fed and the, the person tells you, I'm going after your friend, the friend that you know that everything that you do is connected to, you need a plan B, C, D, and E. Right. You true. need to figure out, if this doesn't work, I need to do this. If this doesn't work, I need to do this. Where, is, where am I going to unload the money? You need to get Tasha involved. Like, everybody yeah. needs to be involved just for the simple fact of who he's dating. It's not just that he knows this lady who's after him. He's in bed with this person. Mm-hmm. So, I like that theory. I like it because in in a normal situation he would have to he would have to play all of his cards. He would have to get mm-hmm. everybody involved. And when they were having somewhat the somewhat argument when they was downstairs, he said they were talking about trust and there was something that he said to her where I could tell like I got her. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll find it in my notes. Yeah, okay. I, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about because yeah. she was like she said I trust you We'll get to it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So uh, I did want to mention um, Tommy, or not Tommy. I, I want to mention Ghost. And when he is in his uh, hotel room, and he he's um, talking to the voicemail of his son Tariq. Right. And then he gets the newspaper and he sees Stern all up in the newspaper. Stern breathes life into truth or whatever is saying. Um, what do you guys think about that? This this whole Stern uh, Ghost type situation and how it's you know I have unveiling. A, I have another theory, but I'll let you go. A part of me, I don't like like drama. So a part of me is like, ghost, just just dip, man, just mm. bounce. You got other issues going on, buddy. You have you're about to go down. Do you really have time to be fighting with Stern about your club? I know it's your baby and all of your money is in it, but a part of me is like, dude, you you've got other things to do, right? And I get that, but you know what I think about Ghost? I think he is very much um, a manly man. Mm-hmm. You know, he's from the street. He's used to winning. He's used to being a boss, and so in every sense of the word, he's used to kind of like being on top and, and conquering yeah, it. You know, so I almost feel like that's just too easy. Like mm-hmm. I ain't about to dip. This is mine. I'm gonna get it back and all of that um kind of moving on like moving forward when he goes to visit stern in that whole skank-a-dank-dank dank situation well, but before that oh, you just, give your theory? just a, a quick thing uh one of the seeds that i feel was planted is is when he went into the office to sign the mm-hmm. um the timesheets mm-hmm. really can't tell us what a bitch but anyway, uh, so he goes and sees that the books have been tampered with. Right. So that was a clue for him. And then now we go to the party where Stern invites him. Yeah. And then go say what you want to say. Um, first of all, just Stern is just so skanky. He's just so nasty and just so <laughs> dirty. But you know what? I think that we're going to learn so much more about Stern. I don't think it's as easy as what we're seeing because they're making it real clear and like the writers are trying to make it seem like, oh, it's just this. Like, Stern is, yeah, he's kind of a guy who's a little shady, but um, he just wants to have this club and da-da-da-da. I think there's so much more <laughs> to Stern that is gonna, um, is, that we're going to see in future episodes. But, you know, okay, so this is what I noticed. Immediately when Jamie got there and he went up to Mrs. Stern, mm-hmm. he said whatever, you know, hi, you know, whatever, and they greeted each other. She clearly wasn't happy with, with this, the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Right. There's another scene, if you fast forward to when Stern is actually talking to Ghost and he brings the women out. 
and the late the the wife, mm-hmm. Mrs. Stern, she's there and she's looking at the situation and seeing whether Jamie is going to have sex with these women or not. And when he says no, thank you, she turns and she walks away, almost like okay, like that was a, mm-hmm. a sign of approval for her. So this is my theory on that. Okay, you're only as strong as your weakest link, mm-hmm. right? If the wife is not happy with what Stern is doing, she might be the in to uh, Ghost kind of finding out or getting his club back or finding out what's really going on. She might be the in. I that, totally agree. That is my and exact I, yeah. theory. And you remember mm-hmm. one time on, on Scandal, you said, if mama ain't happy? If mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. The kids, grouchy, <laughs> everybody. And True. Ghost connect, I made eye contact with her. My, yeah. Because even when he said mm-hmm. before, he was like, you know, take your pick. Ghost kind of looked over at Stern's wife and yeah. then looked back. So, just like Robin said, that was it. That she's on. They're on the same page. So if anything comes out of this, it's going to be Ghost is going to get on her good side, and she's going to be the ticket in. Right, I agree, and that's where my theory comes from. Um, is the fact that Stern's wife was there. She's unhappy, um, and there was a there was a connection. Stern, I felt overplayed his hand this whole entire episode. He was he's too much. Um, he was too demanding. He was giving out a lot of information. He was very cocky. Mm-hmm. But this time, I, I think he overplayed his hand because you brought him into an atmosphere that I don't feel was appropriate for Ghost. Because now, not only are you having um, an unwanted open relationship with your wife, you're allowing him to see you prance around with these other little boys and some it's it was too personal and the fact that his wife was sitting there arms folded unhappy now all he needs to do it now is to to uh to get to uh to get to stern is you go to his wife you know she's what? totally unhappy about it and all you have to do and then also i'm sorry to cut you off mm-hmm. one other thing another key thing is when ghosts went to mrs stern the first thing she said is, oh, Tasha's wife. Now, remember in season one, mm-hmm. Tasha did not like Mrs. Stern at all because she asked to touch the hair. Yeah. But there's something for the fact that she only, that she referenced Tasha. Hmm. So he's Stern's toast. I think Stern, though, once once you get into a lifestyle and a groove and you've been doing this, because Stern has been doing this for a long time. A long yeah. time. You yeah. really don't, you forget that everybody isn't going to be cool with what you're doing. Or, and if they're not cool, because Stern has so much money and power, people just turn the other cheek and don't mention it. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine imagine how many people Stern has, you know, brought into these these types of situations, and they're like, ooh, this is a little too much, and they just left and didn't bring it up, didn't mention it, didn't tell nobody, never got out. So, he's the type, or he's in a situation where he can just bring people up here. Because who really is going to who who in Stern Circle that he would even give the address to this apartment is going to leave this apartment and just go telling everybody in the street or right now like yeah they were doing it having or just stuff. he's he's just a, he's comfortable in that situation but yeah. unfortunately he stereotyped Jamie to think that he would enjoy that type of thing too because he's in the nightlife business he's a well dressed man attractive yeah. what man doesn't want to have his pick of any women without anyone knowing so. I think he overplayed his hand in that regard, but he always overplays his hand and it never backfires. So he's going to keep doing it. 
But I think he was going to try to utilize like some stern talking mm-hmm. to him, kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, I thought I, I would hate to fire you, you yeah. know, that type of thing, mm-hmm. trying to use. I think so even if he didn't necessarily <laughs> know that that was going to work, me bringing Jamie in here, oh, I got the power to make him, you know, you know, concede or whatever. One other uh, thing before we move on is I felt really bad for Mrs. Stern. And the reason I felt bad for her because, you know, they're they're in a particular age bracket where sometimes women of her age may, in her earlier days, may have felt like she had to stick out the relationship versus women who are who are younger and who don't have to deal with that shit. Mm-hmm. But I felt really bad for her that she's literally in the hotel with her arms folded at mm-hmm. the bar playing um playing gin rummy or something yeah. while she's watching her uh, dog ass husband. Yeah, and then what a jerk for him to say, "If I never have sex with another blonde again, it'll be too soon." And you know, like he's just kind of dogging her, and she's he knows that she's very unhappy. He's looking at her, and he's just still like, "Yeah, well, you know," and continues yeah. to talk. He is such a dirty dog. Yeah, stern. Okay. I- yeah, I she was really looking at him like she wanted to like probably like shoot his balls off. Now yeah. she has a plan. Yeah, yeah. A she woman has a plan. like that doesn't hang around. You don't hang around smart people for that long and not pick anything up. Yeah. You just don't. Um did you want to move on and did, oh. did you have something you want to move on to? Yeah, we have two other topics. I want to talk about Ghost Tommy and Luis. Because Ruiz. R- yes, Ruiz, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but I feel the death of Ruiz coming. <laughs> Bam kills somebody off every, every, every I, episode. I do. Week, two weeks ago, was he Sean. does. He and kills I, somebody and every I got, week. And I, and I got one more death that I'll do for the predictions. But <laughs> I feel his death coming because he wants in on this table. And I got a sense from Ghost that there was something about Ruiz that he does not trust. When he went over to the house, he says, I have a feeling that you, you're unhappy or you don't like my reptiles. And then Ghost says, it's not the... Um, it's not thorough shit. What do you say? It's not the reptiles. I don't like rats. Mm. Oh, uh, he says. I, he says. Uh, I don't mind snake snakes. It's the rats, rats. I mm-hmm. hate. Yeah. Yeah. That means something. Well, he did bring up the fact that he met with Lobos with, without him because yeah. he was like, "Yo, if you can give me, you know, a meeting with him, I want direct contact." And he was like, "Well, you've already had it, buddy." So, <laughs> so now what are we talking about? Ghost knows what his he knows Ruiz and he knows what he's up to. But it's just unfortunate that he needs him right now. Okay, so uh so he puts the hit out on Sir, right? Yeah. What's interesting about this, and clearly, you know, they move on in this particular uh, scene that Tommy is very unhappy with that call that Ghost made, and he's just like, what? You know, and that comes out a little bit later. But it's just interesting if you notice that it's sort of ironic that now Ghost isn't really thinking straight, and Tommy sort of is. You know, Tommy's the one who's like, let's play this the right... That's not even like you. You wouldn't even make this kind of call. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, yeah, everything going on with Tasha, and, you know, all this stuff that he knows what's going on uh, with even Angie... It's kind of it's just clouding his his judgment. Uh, his judgment. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. I do. I thought it was interesting, but I also liked how how Tommy was. He checked them. They got over it, and then and they and they were able to go forward. There's no uh, because yeah. I I think some people online and social media have been making predictions how Tommy and Ghost are eventually gonna you know split apart and is gonna break away the empire and so forth. But I, I like the fact that they were able to hold it down <laughs> and to acknowledge he Ghost acknowledges his, his screw ups mm-hmm. and then. 
they went forth. And at I this agree. point, they can't. When you got two men who know what the end goal is, and you know that somebody is demanding money that you don't have, they don't have time. They're they don't have time to create some random beef over. Let's go with your plan versus my plan. They don't have the money to give to give back. So. I think they both understood this needs to be done. Let's just go with the best plan and let's let's move forward. Because who, who really has time for mm-hmm. them to fight over something like this that that's not that serious? They have other things going on. But it was a brilliant plan. It was a very good plan. genius. Genius. Let's talk plan. about the scene though, like how it actually played <laughs> out. So um, Tommy was like, okay, he he made everything right. He he uh, corrected, you know, I guess the plan or whatever. And then he wound up calling. What boy did he call? Was it Julio? He called. I'm assuming it's mm-hmm. Julio because okay. Julio seems to be the the chick magnet. Yeah, it was Julio. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So to say, you know, did you bang old girl good enough that she would give you the address or whatever to where the Serbs are, you know, kind of stash and whatever that was about. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the whole play. I loved how um, it was just really smart he's like if we could if we could just kind of shut down their whole situation we can move in on that territory or whatever it was just smartly played and then um I, I like boss moves. I like when they played it out like a G, you know, when they were uh, at the actual scene and they were, uh, you know, um, shooting up or whatever they were doing. They yeah. just kind of took control of the whole situation. And then Tommy makes the phone call to the police and he's like, oh, MG. Like, yeah. I just thought that was so yeah. funny and so cute or whatever. But very well done. Very well done. And I'm glad that Frankie G finally had a speaking part. Frankie G is the Puerto Rican. He was in a um, he was in the Italian job and he was in a in saw. So, like saw three or four, he's a, he's kind of like a series regular, but he's always in the mix. He's he's uh, always with Ruiz, okay. but he never says anything. And I'm like, <laughs> finally, he was the one that got shot mm-hmm. when they okay, when they, okay. in, the, in the van. So I'm glad that he at least you know yeah. oh, you shot me. I'm glad he had a line. <laughs> so yeah. shout out to you, Frankie G. Frankie G. <laughs> um, and then now, lastly, let's go into Ghost Tariq Tasha Tommy situation. Okay, do you guys think that it was a smart move for? Um, for Tasha not to throw ghosts under the bus as far as the the family structure of him needing to tell Tariq why he's not home? Well, she kind of did throw him under the bus a little bit. She was like, well, when you get around your daddy, you need to ask him. So she kind of planted the seed mm-hmm. for the bus to be driven on top of ghost. I just right. don't... I understand when you're mad and you and you want to take something, you want to take things out on certain people and you want to punish the person that hurt you. But the fact that Tasha didn't even want Tariq to go over to see him, now that's what I just I just don't understand. That, def- that 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 to me is that's petty. Of course he's going to want to see his father. They have a great relationship. This is dad. I have to defend Tasha for a second. Okay. I don't I think it's a terrible move for Tariq to go over to where his daddy is. He needs to stay in that house, go downstairs, <laughs> be be driven by Sean. You have to remember, Kanan is out of jail. And the fact that uh, Kanan already knows where Tommy is, uh, Ghost is, and he's saying, I have a prediction about Tariq. Okay, but, but it's, here's it's, the thing. Here's where I got to step in. Oh, Lord Jesus, don't don't touch the baby. Okay, listen. Listen, I could understand your point if that's what Tasha said or if that's what Tasha's thinking. Like, listen, you can't go anywhere. It's hot out here in these streets. The block is hot. I mean, she didn't say none of that. She was just like, she was just like, I don't want you pretty much. It's, it has everything to do with ghosts, like around your daddy. She's feeling salty. But I also got to give it up for Tasha because she definitely played her, um, her this whole episode. She played that role really well. 
Um, I like particularly when uh, Tommy dropped off Tariq and she had that whole scene with Tommy and she was just basically letting him know, like, you know, I thought we were better than that. I thought we were cool. But I have to say this. I don't know if anybody in that particular situation would actually tell Tasha on their boy. Get Nobody, you, we would get over Tasha. Yeah, like, she needs to, like she she is acting sort of emotional right yeah. now because that's not logical. You understand where the, where the loyalty lies. And Ryan, because she's not acting uh, illogical, I think it's going to backfire because. Ghost said, you know, we need to sit down and come up with a plan for this. And she's not thinking. She's letting her emotions get and get involved in yes. this, which is, I, I thought it was ironic that Tommy asked her, you know, whether because they're not a family anymore, will she blow this whole mm. thing up? And I wonder, well... I'm glad he asked her Me that. too. Yeah, me too. I'm glad because nobody else could have asked her but Tommy. Yeah. Ghost could not ask her that because once you ask a woman who's already pissed that you did something wrong to her, are you going to blow this the blow the spot up? That's going to turn the turn the argument into a different direction. But coming from Tommy, he's real real talk. Are you this mm-hmm. isn't going to affect anything, right? Because it came from him meaning you're affecting me. Yeah. So you and right. Ghost could have whatever you have going on, but the minute you rat or do something crazy, I'm going down. So he will, out of anybody who could have brought that up to her, it was him. Yeah, and I, I was so glad that he brought that up. You know, I was laughing at her response, but, you mm-hmm. know, I was glad that he brought it up nonetheless. Uh, real quick, mm-hmm. unless you guys had something else about that, how funny is it that Tariq is having sort of the same problem on a baby level that Ghost is having between Angela and Tasha? He's got the whole two women, I'm stuck in between two women kind of thing. Is that ironic or not? He has some good advice for him. But it was just unfortunate. It just sucks, man. This whole (laughs) thing just sucks. It sucks. Go ahead, Bam. Um... (laughs) I'm one. I was one of those kids where I hated for people to give me advice, and then I find out you don't practice what you preach. So, if Tom, if a ghost has, to, if ghost has to tell the son about why he and mommy are not breaking up, then I'm gonna feel a certain way about you now giving me the advice of don't lie, don't do this, don't do this because I, you, my mommy's hurting. I understand that, but once he gets old enough to understand that his dad is a street dude and he's selling drugs, it, it there's not it's just not a simple cut and dry like, okay, so I'm done with you, Tasha, and I'm right. going to go over here and hang out with Angela. No, right. Angela is the fed who's looking for me. She doesn't know it was me, and me and Tasha connected because we got drugs together. So I don't think see... I, I don't think that really applies to Tariq. Okay, Cornelia, you just hit a you just hit a a, a nerve with me. I I'm mean, sorry. it was a good nerve. It's a good nerve. <laughs> it's a it's a good nerve. Let me tell you why. Because people, y'all, y'all, okay, out there in in Powerland, go hard, go hard, hard for Tasha and Jamie. And I understand. Trust me, that's that's a marriage. I understand. But you just said something that people just don't seem to want to believe. They got together and actually got married per Tasha from her perspective because of her loyalty. And they used to make that money in the streets. It wasn't about like, I love him. I love her. It wasn't I'm in love. It wasn't that. It was they had this sort of relationship where she was holding it down. And so, you know, I'm sorry I'm venting a little bit, but I'm just saying I want people to understand that. I'm not saying I've never said 
you know, uh, cheat on your man, cheat on your woman type stuff. It's just like, you know, they got a, they had a situation and, and now, you know. I think he does love her though. He does love her. Mm-hmm. I think he, I, I want to make that clear. I think he loves her. I know he loves her. And that's why he's staying, you know, with her and he, she's got the kids and all that stuff. I know he loves her. I'm just saying, I'm doubting the in love part. That's a good, good point. point. And, I would love to argue with you, but we're running out of time. Yeah. And so now we need now we need to hear the shout out. So go ahead and do the shout outs. Oh, okay. So uh I wanted to actually really give a shout out to Latoya Webb because she hit the nail on the head and she said that Holly is gonna tell Tasha or no uh Ange no, Holly Holly was going to tell Angie everything. So she definitely um she got that prediction correct. Also, um <laughs> Candy Trey won. She says she feels like Tasha is guilty by default for flirting with Sean. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Pretty good. Also, uh, Shantae Wynn, who's Jamie, Rick, Ricky Ra, um, Coco, the Angie Rebel, Rakisha, James and Angela, always, they always represent, <laughs> represent no Twitter. <laughs> and um, Malika Diva. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Cam Coleman, Lucy Walters. I want to give you a shout out because you were tweeting our shows and everything like that. And thanks for following all of us. Can I also um, say that she likes the fact that we call her character Skankadank? What's up, Skankadank? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but Lucy, you playing that role, so we got to give you a shout out. Just Ange, Nakisha Stone. So those are uh, some of the ones. I also wanted to make mention and really quick wanted to see what you guys thought about. Uh, Sandra Campbell says that she thinks the Russian is working for Kanan. Something to think about. Uh, Something to think about, mm, right? That's a good point. And Mr. Allen also thinks that Stern is working for Lobos, with or for Lobos, and uh, that they've been playing Ghost this whole time. Mm. Also, something else to think about. So those are my shouts out. Thank you guys for continuing to support and everything. Okay, now let's go into uh, Cornelia's cold piece before we give our predictions. So, cold piece of the week for episode five of Star's Power goes to Angela's suit pants when she sat on that public <laughs> toilet seat in the work bathroom. <laughs> I was yes. really into the scene and I was really into it and feeling it, but when she uh, went to sit down, I was like, no, 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 I wanted her to pull out a toilet seat cover and sit it neatly onto the, the toilet and then sit down because those were nice pants. They were. I checked them out. Right. They were but nice fly. pants. And the and fact that sat on that toilet. she sat on the toilet seat and you know when you don't know what people did before and you just ask them so cold peace goes to those uh, suit pants. R.I.P. Let us know online who you think Cold Peace should be or what you think Cold Peace should be. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook using hashtag Cold Peace. <laughs> yeah. Let's go into predictions before we wrap. After Buzz TV predictions. <clears throat> All right, who wants to go first? Bam, you go. I'm, okay. I'm Bam's go killing nine okay. people this week. Okay, so <laughs> a couple predictions. I still think uh, Sean it has is a potential dead person, but <laughs> Tariq has to die. He's a child. Let me, but uh. let, let me let, let me explain why Tariq has to die. Tariq has been getting a lot of camera time uh, in this season. He's been getting more than the little girl, and his character is starting to evolve. Now, the, the, now the problem that I that I mentioned is he's sitting outside in the hotel, uh, waiting for his son, awaiting. Uh, uh, and go, um, Kanan has already tried to kill Ghost. Okay, well that didn't work. So what do you do next? You go after the family member. 
So why not go after Tariq? And then there will be conflict. Um, will Tasha and Tommy get back together? Well, will, Ghost. Tasha, will, will Ghost and uh, Tasha get back together? Uh, they may feel a certain way about it. So there's a lot of reasons why Tariq needs to be in the middle of Kanan getting back at Tasha and Ghost. So I hate to say it, but little homie, little Tariq, he may have to die. Yeah, also, my, and then another prediction of mine is Ruiz. Because... The fact that he is trying to get a seat at the table, Ghost knows that he can't trust him. He basically called him a, a, um, a rat to his face. And because the streets talk to me, I have a feeling that something is going to happen to Ruiz. I don't know if he's going to die, but that's it. And then I've already gave my prediction about how uh, Stern, uh, Stern's wife is going to help take down uh, Stern. I that, I I, I kind of agree with the Tariq one because somebody has to be a casualty of war. So I, I somebody close to them has to die or be affected so it can they can really feel it. I don't have a prediction, but I have some things that I want. The fact that now too many people know what Angie does and knows that she's involved in trying to take all of them down. Tasha, somebody has to tell Tasha because out of all of these people, Tasha is the one person who is the probably the more strategic street person to deal with this type of situation. So I want someone to tell her so she can put a plan together to figure out how they're going to get out of this and where they're going to dump the money. Mm. Mm. Somebody has to tell her. Oh, it's mm. deep. Um, I am going to have to go with this question that was sent in okay. from Kenny Kenny seven five seven. Kenny says, uh, "Do you think that Tommy knows that Ghost and Tasha set up Canaan?" And that is pretty deep. That question is really deep, and I think that could lead into some things. And I actually kind of... No, I don't think he knows. So, well, then my prediction is that maybe he will find out, and uh, we'll see what happens, because right now Tommy seems to be riding a little hard for Kanan. Um, We we never talked about that scene where he came up on Rotimi, and Kanan, you know, where is he? Like, he's just been missing. You know, something's up. Mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, so we'll see. But I think maybe that could be a nice little prediction. Mm, that will change things. It, yeah. it will absolutely change things. Well, you guys, we have five more episodes, and it <gasps> just seems to get better. Let everyone know where you can be found on social media. Yeah. You can find me at Canelia on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find me at Robin Ayers or my website, it's RobinAyers.com. And you could find me on all social media as well as you can find Canelia and I on the Happy Hour podcast. So if you follow any of us, you guys can find that on um, on our Twitter, Instagram, and so forth. And make sure you follow at Happy Hour TV, at, ha- at Happy Hour underscore TV. Thank you guys for watching uh, After Buzz TV for Power Season 2. I'm Bam Erickson, and we'll see you guys next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 